in the house of Amidim on Peiches. This parak, the Rebbe is giving us eight, is how to strengthen our, how to strengthen the Kaihatvila, strengthen our, our, our ability to overcome, to overcome Yetzirah, how to achieve the greatest state of Zerikis Tashem, the Aetis. But the Rebbe is constantly reminding us that he's only giving us some guidelines and we shouldn't think that, we shouldn't hesitate to use our own original, our own original ways of coming to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And there are many things that are written in the Rebbe Swan, in the Swarm of the, of the Kizetz, and there are many, many ages in in his in Sha'arim of how to and how to use the Kayakadimian, how to use the imagination and to be Messiah, to be able to use all different types of Siurim in our minds in order to strengthen our Vedas Hashem. So on Pekes, let's just go we we just thought of that paragraph on the bottom on the right side there, Pekes. Don't think that these are the only ways. The ways that I've written are the only ways that you can awaken your soul. It's not true. We started this, we're just going to review a little bit. Any person... Any person who's working, who's working on himself, who's trying to grow, who's trying to change, it's not just, it's not just hefker. The people whose entire lives is just hefker. Whatever they think, they think. Whatever they feel, they feel. There's no, his answers, there's no effort to try to, to be a, to be in control of one's thoughts, of control of one's feelings. But anybody who's trying to be, even a master, who is really trying to work on himself, will come up with new ways, with different, with original ways, different ways to cause himself, his nefesh, to be able to leave its hiding place and he should be able to draw, draw closer to Hashem. Now the Rebbe is saying something else. Besides using different techniques to strengthen to strengthen the imagination and one's ability to think about the Ramshab Kedusha, there are times that there are times that Machshavas that the thoughts of holiness on their own, without without any effort on your part, that there are that there are thoughts of holiness that become awakened, become aroused within you. That's an unbelievable gift when that happens. It's a tremendous gift. Hashem's Baruch is giving you the Torah, Mamish, at that second. That's what the Tzaddik from Alexander said. And it says in the Chumash that Kosh Baruch says, Zohar remember what you saw with your own eyes when you stood by me at Har Sinai. So the Alexander said that that means when you have those sudden, when you have those sudden feelings and thoughts of Kedusha, that, that Kosh Baruch at that second is giving you the Torah because it says the Nusach of the Baruch is nice, not Torah, that Hashem is constantly giving the Torah. But none of us can recall and 
even though all of our neshamas were at Har Sinai, and Hashem is giving us the Torah, we don't see, we don't understand, we don't remember. So the Alexander said that you should know that when you feel his iris, when you feel that kind of his iris, something that you didn't really work for, it's something that on it <coughs> that that it just happened. So it's an unbelievable gift from the Banishlam to you. And that's why it says you should remember that gift. You should remember that, that his iris that you had. You didn't prepare for this. You didn't prepare to have these mashavas. So the Rabbi says, Lamashal. When you say when you when you say the psukim when you start to say those those sentences when you start to sing those so the gamata is chalti man l'rain l'ranein v'yovah merch v'libcha le'ato hal yonim v'tachtonim shorim shiru l'kel gadol ha'misnaseleim. So without really without really concentrating and trying to and trying to think of this, sometimes especially Rashi Yom Kippur, because Rashi Yom Kippur was so prepared, was so ready for some kedusha, we want so badly to receive some kedusha. So the the neshama is in a state of unbelievable readiness on the Yom Nirayim. So therefore. You'll be saying these. You'll be saying some of these beautiful, beautiful tiyut and beautiful pesukim, or singing some beautiful nigunim, and kipper. And all of a sudden, you have this thought that all the malachim, all the malachim are singing this song right now, because if Klai Yisrael singing this song, that means that the malachim are singing. And then you, and then you think that unbelievable how many, how many Jews, right? When you say, "Anu Amecha, we your people, Atamalkenu, and you are king." You are father, so the whole the whole Klai Yisrael is on Shonim Kippur, on Yom Kippur rather. The whole Klai Yisrael is singing that in different ways. With different Nagunim, we'll have a Nundigan for that. So, so the whole Klai Yisrael is the whole Klai Yisrael singing, and all the Malachim are singing that. And then and then you think, then then you have this thought: What about me? What about me? What about me? This is some little guy, you know, Chaim and Taro. I also want to be part of that nigun. What do you mean? All the malachim are singing, all klaisel singing, and this is one shaita that's on the side. This one guy that's standing on the side, he's not mistat. He's not mistat to the song of all the malachim. He's not mistat to the song of all klaisel. And every single Jew in the world is singing. And every malach and every saraf is singing. So he starts to think about this. Vezer shaychus, he thinks, on page Taitas on top. Vezer shaychus liyashavtel imayim. This is the first thought. The first thought is a person like me, I'm such a shuffle, I'm such a nobody. I've done so many things wrong in my life, so so what shaykhs do I have to this song of the whole world, of the whole creation? And, and what chutzpah would I have to mix in, to, to, to try to, it's like you have, it's like you have the most fantastic choir in the world. The most unbelievable choir, and, and, and you know that every time that you open your mouth, everybody cringes, and you know it messes up the whole messes up the whole nigan. You throw everybody off when you sing. So the first thought that this Jew has is that, what am I going to join this? I'm going to join this unbelievable thing. I'm going to I'm going to participate in, the, in this song. Somebody like me, how can I have the chutzpah to misarif to mix in with the mishoyre kelim, masamchil, kim, with all these malachim and all these swafim and chayis and their song to Hashem's bar? 
So you have that initial thought, so that to begin, you know, you start you start to retreat. You know the song is going on. It's it's, it's a shani, it's Yom Kippur. You know the song's happening, but you, you first feel like it's not for me. And then the Rebbe says, suddenly, all of a sudden, it's as if, it's as if a Ruach a, Chaim, a Ruach Chaim is, is infused within you. And it's not something that you really worked for. And you have suddenly a Ruach Hizchaskis, an unbelievable Ruach of Hizchaskis, of strengthening. And you think like this. Look, this is the way of a simcha. You know, it used to be like that. My father described to me how they, they have how they used to have chasnas. You know, they had, how they had chasnas in Europe. They didn't have like they didn't they didn't send out invitations. You know, they didn't have this whole thing of invitations. So it's right away like a thousand dollars at least. You know, whatever. I don't know how much invitations cost, but they didn't send out invitations. The mezamrim. The 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 klezm of the band, whatever it was, would walk. They would walk with the with the with the families chosen. They would walk through the town, and my father said that it used to be where where he was. And in most towns, if there was water, if there was a lake, or there was a river, so it was Mazaldik, They used to make they used to make the chuppah by the by the water. My father said so. They used to walk through, and everybody knew that there was a chasna that night because they said in shul, whatever people knew. And as they were walking through, it was like a, it was like a snowball, you know. Uh, it started off there were like five people, ten people. And by the time I said they would get to the, they would get to the water, so there would be hundreds and hundreds of yidden that were coming. And my father remembers as a kid that his mother's down quickly, quickly put on put on the shabbos, put on your shabbos coat, you know, because the because the chuppah, and, and they would hear the music. You'd hear the music coming, and then you'd you'd go to, you'd, you'd you'd join it. And then by the time before you knew it, you were part of an unbelievable chasna. And there was tremendous simcha, tremendous simcha. Can you imagine without without the the florists? It's hard to believe. <laughs> without the florists, without months of hachanis and going to this and preparing all kinds of crazy things, just running outside with one sleeve hanging out, joining, and 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 the guys are playing. My father used to walk towards with the, when you walk towards the chuppah, it was with, it was with the service. It wasn't with nagunim with simcha tzeitach. So he used to walk with the, with a violin. And and how they used to walk through the town carrying torches at night and go to chuppah. <coughs> so what happens? He says that this is the way of the simcha. That the musicians are walking, the menagdim are walking in, on the street and they're singing. Of course, the mechutanim and the and the rabbanim and so on are walking. <laughs> and then and then also the children of the the poor children of town who are so poor they're barefoot and he the Rebbe wasn't imagining this, this is something that they lived with. Who are barefoot and their faces were the faces were black, from filth, from Luchloche Bagodama with dirty clothing. Would be running outside to join the, the, the procession, the wedding procession. Everybody starts to clap and they're clapping. And so here you have this very, very, you have this very odd scene. You have, you have all the, the Mechutanim 
you have the most Choshev Rabbanim and Sadiqim are walking are walking through the town, and and then and then you have these these barefooted poor kids, filthy clothing, right, are joining them, and they're clapping hands and singing with them. What would a chasna be without that? That's 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 also from the kibud, and that's also honoring. That's also a way of showing honor to the chasna kala. It wouldn't be it wouldn't be a chasna it wouldn't be a chasna unless you had that. So, for nafshucha roya as makela gedolim mishere mishere kel, and you you look and you look outside your window, and you see this tremendous tremendous gathering. You see this procession. Malochav b'morim yachadim yisrael amata. So now on Yom Kippur, by davening, so you're like that, you're like that child that's afraid to join the procession, and you you stand inside the house, and the whole chasna, the whole, the whole, the, the whole chasna is moving by you. It's the same thing. It says on by the davening. All the malachim, all the mishrei kel, the malachim, all the angels, but yachad miyisrael amata, right? Kibutz emata, klai solakol kibutz emata. Those who gather below, hasharam mizam emata, shiru lemelach. They're all singing this song, shiru lemelach hakavodish oimel lehem. They're all, they're all moving closer and closer to the tachar shbaruch. Shemei amazin, and semech mispoyer, and the bani shalom is, and the bani shalom is listening to all of this and rejoices and takes pride. And you, you like that, you like that little boy that's fil- that's that, that's filthy and that's barefoot. You wouldn't miss the procession. And Achanami, you know, you're not, you didn't prepare for this, and you're not, you're not a Balmadrega. And your first thought is, who might uh, who might take part in such a in such a procession? But other but that's the covet, that's the covet of the chosn and kala is that is that is that davke every single one, including you, even though you're barefoot, and you're missing mitzvahs and masim toivim, and even though God forbid, you're, you're dirty with chalila with averis, and all of us have our inyanim. But but you realize that. It's a simcha, it's a simcha, and you can't hold yourself back from joining. To join together with the entire procession. You know that the Rebbe Natali Rosh said many times in the shul that the Rebbe Natali said and that there were only two times in his life that he was at, that he was outsmarted. And he was, because the Rebbe Natali Rosh said was a murdic pikeh. He was a very, very clever, very, very clever, and very funny. The Rebbe Natali said it was twice in his life that he was outsmarted. Once was by a woman, and he didn't say what happened. And the second was was on Simchas Torah, when there was this there was a year that was that was dancing by the Hakafas. He couldn't stop dancing. It was it was unbelievable. And this year, Natali was looking at him and couldn't believe it because he it was a person that didn't know how to read. He couldn't even read a pasuk Chumash, and he and he couldn't stop dancing. So Natali went over to him and he said, "Whatever, Yankel." Let me ask you something. What, what, what's your simcha? Well, you have such a tremendous simcha. You don't understand the word that's written in, in what you're holding. You know, he's dancing with the secretary. He's running around. So what's your big simcha? So he said, Rebbe, and everybody says that Rebbe is so smart. So how come you don't know that if there's a, if there's a simcha in the mishpacha, that I'm also part of the mishpacha. I'm not in the mishpacha. 
So I thought, actually, you said that's right. He said, this year told me that's from the story. He said a good one. <coughs> that to be mistaref, to be mischabed, to be mishtatef, with Klai Yisrael and with all the malachim and all the chayis. She says, V'yachad imam ha-keil ha-kedoi sh'at meran and shirel ha-lekech. And together with this, with this holy choir, with this symphony, you sing also, Shirel Elokecha, Shesh Daikakte, love, that really you, you do long for. You're just embarrassed. Why is it that we can't, on a regular basis, do that? Because we're embarrassed, because we never even look outside the window. And we're so embarrassed, we can't, we, we shut our ears, we don't even hear the Makayla, we don't hear the choir. Russian and Kippur, though, it's very, very hard not to hear. Russian and Kippur, it's very hard. When it's, or, or, or when it's, a, a, a time of personal service in your life, when, you, when you're making a chasim with Hashem, we should all make bivas simcha, so making a bamis simcha. So usually, you, you know, you, usually the barefooted, dirty little kid just hides under his blankets, and, and, he, and he has the blanket over his head, and he's afraid he doesn't he, he doesn't hear he doesn't hear the sound of the of the musicians of the musicians. He doesn't hear the the wedding procession. But Shem Kippur. It's almost impossible to remain with a blanket over one's head. And once you hear the once you hear the makeli, you hear the nigan, so then so then it's, you're drawn towards the window. First you're afraid to go outside and you go and then you see that you know what, there are there are other kids like me that are that are part of the procession. There are other kids that are that are going there and clapping and they're running outside without shoes and so I don't have I don't have shoes. I don't have a beautiful suit, so I don't have so many misses a massive time. So I'm not such a I'm a dragon. I don't have good meters, and I'm and I'm a fashrast with avarice and sorrows and so on. But but you must start you must start to the to the nigan of Klaisel, from the makayla of Klaisel. And then once you're there, then it's then it's shavamashal cotton with You know, once you're at, once you're already there, then you're part of the then you're part of the of the of the choir. You become part of the chaver, and and you're and, and you're you're mitzdaf. I, I think about I think about it a lot. You know when I have this, uh, when I have this thought, uh, on, on the simplest level, like when we're davening, let's say, we're davening Friday night or something, and uh, and the Olam is singing, so I, I, I can never, I, I can never figure out, you know, how high to go or anything like that. So when I'm standing there by my standard, so, so I, you know, I get mixed up, even though the, even though the Batfila seems to be, you know, uh, uh, consistent, but I can never, because I can't go to that, you know, I, I don't know how to reach that, 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 that place. That the Bapfil is going to, so I'm constantly moving, like to all different, you know, I'm going up and down in the middle of in the middle of one uh, sentence or whatever. I'm just going up and down. So I, I'm thinking that it's better for me to be quiet because because I'm I'm, I'm uh, I don't know how to do this and and I'm messing up the whole thing. But then when I stop for a second, but when I stop and I listen, so it's so beautiful. And I'm thinking. It can't be that everybody knows how to sing over there. <laughs> I, I, I have this all the time, and I'm standing there. I say, it can't be that. It, but but it sounds really beautiful. Together, it sounds beautiful. But I but I know that at least one or two, I, I couple there one or two right right now here in the Bismadrish that that, that that also can't hold uh, can't hold uh, not on Shabbos not a hold. They can't they can't carry a nigan. You know how So so I think that so how come and and I, I turn around. So sometimes I look around and I'll see that, and I see that a couple of those guys that are, that are, that are in the same, you know, uh, have the same style that I have, that they're, that they're, that they're singing, and then and it sounds beautiful. The whole thing sounds beautiful. So, so then I say, okay, so then why, so why can't I be mishtatif also? So that once once you and once you join, it's an amazing thing. 
So you know that you know that Sibur is always is Sadiqim Benanim Rishayim. That's from Chazal we have a Kabbalah that the word Sibur stands for Sadiqim Benanim Rishayim. It's not from it's not from uh, recent times. So it's Sibur that that other Rabbim and Klai all joins together that Sadiqim Benanim Rishayim. So that somehow that 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 Sibur that Chibur of one Jew to another creates a Makayla, the most beautiful beautiful Makayla. The same way the same way that 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 on, on the piano. There are white keys and there are, there are black keys. And I, I never was quite sure why well, you have to have black keys on the piano, but I, I guess um, the white keys and the black keys uh, are all are all in Are all so even even if you feel that you're you're black, that you're not a white key, that you're a black key, but somehow all of that is part of the it's all part of the makayla, it's all part of the of the song. And the song itself, as we spoke of many times, it has a leaves and you read this. And, Ups and downs, and, and we spoke about o- over the years of Cook's poem, the Meshur HaTshuva, the singer of Tshuva, of Cook's unbelievable poem about the song of Tshuva, and the Meshur HaTshuva. And he speaks there about how this one grabs his flute, and the other one grabs his violin, and the other one grabs his harp, and of course there's David Malkin Meshif, and together it forms the Shira of, of Tshuva, of Meshur HaTshuva, and the Lada And he calls out, Where are you, Meshur HaTshuva? Have you been born yet? Where are you? Raider Mahira come quickly into this world and to, and to take out to take out your instruments and to begin to play the Shira of Chuva. The song of Chuva is a song of all clients all coming together in such a way. And the only time that the song is not beautiful is if God forbid if the, if in that Siva there if there are God forbid if there are machlaikis, if there's if there's sinna, chasashom, if there's hatred, if there are fights, if there's smallness. Then this even though, you know, something you could have the you could have you can get in one room 250 of the of the best singers in the world, and if somebody would come, if somebody would come, a music critic from the newspaper would come and listen, they would say they never heard such a beautiful song. That the Bunshim could be cringing, if if between those people there's machlokes and sinner, God forbid, if there are fights going on between those people. But when you have when you have Jews that they're together and they're, and there's a kahila that forms a makhela, so then. Even though the music critics and come from newspaper walk, he wouldn't be able to get past their front door because it sounds bad and terrible. But by the Bunishlam, he has a different way. Akash has a different way of of uh, of measuring of measuring music, of, of evaluating the song. So therefore, once you see this, he says, "Atmaran and Shirla lekechesh hishtakakta ilav simchoscha mislakedes." Then your joy begins. Your joy it catches on fire. The simcha, unbelievable simcha. You become mamish and flamed. Until sometimes your heart melts. And you begin to cry. And you don't know why you're crying. Because it's, it's, it's a happy thing. It's a simcha. So when you're crying, you start to cry. You cry more than you would by Kol Nidre. The Rebbe says, you know, if you're a person that you work on yourself, you see, he says, if you just wait, if you just wait your entire life to have these kind of experiences, they will happen occasionally, but they'll be few and very few and far apart. However, if you're a person, if you're a person that you work on being mo'eres nafshecha, 
you're somebody that really, really does care about what? About drawing out your soul. You do care about that. And you work on that. And you and you try to and you, and you don't want to sleep for the seventy years of your life in, in a in that lave Evan. God forbid to be stuck with with a heart that's that's stone. So you're somebody that's trying. In other words, you try you try to you try to be, to, 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 to find ways of his desires. So then the Rebbe says, then you'll find that then you'll find much more frequently that on its own your heart will begin to have his service. Even though you didn't work on that particular day, you didn't work on it, but on its own. And the Rebbe says, you should know. That even the great Sadiqim, who were able to draw close to Hashem way beyond anything that we could comprehend. They also used, certainly at the beginning of their Avaidah, they used all kinds of techniques and methods, all kinds of, all kinds of different, different ways like this to be, to be Ma'ira, to be Ma'ira, holy thoughts, to awaken their emotions, to bring them out from sleep. And even as an old man, the Chavetz Chaim, they used to hear the Chavetz Chaim, and all kinds of, all kinds of taxism that the Chavetz Chaim, when the Chavetz Chaim, I said to you a few weeks ago, how he used to learn Chumash the Chavetz Chaim, and they would hear him being Mavis Sedra. And even Mavis Sedra, the person stops and thinks, of, so so we're holding my Pashas Vayetzeh. And they said, how the Chavetz Chaim would learn Chumash. So when, you, when you're learning Chumash, so each day of the week of that parasha, you go through, you go through each day one of the aliyahs, and you stop and you think, what does it mean? And you try to think of, and you try to think of, of, uh, of maybe a different shot that you heard and what that means, or a deeper meaning of what it means. And So this week Monday we learned an unbelievable through slavery. The person would think about his own life in such a way. What does it mean? To think that the Bani Shalom is upon you. When you when when you learn Chumash, when you learn Chumash. You don't just you don't just read it like a book. It's not it's not a a, 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 a biblical text. It's such a rahmanis when people learn that way. When you learn Chumash and after you finish learning that Aliyah, the whole day you can go back to that Aliyah and you try to picture in your mind to try to picture in your mind being there with Yaakov Avinu when he had the when he had the Khalam. And whatever that means that there's a Sulamutsarai Sarashama Geshamaim try to be Mitsaya. To try to to try to to try to think of those things, to try to have in mind, to be part of it, to be to be mitzvah. When you say capital Tehillim, you don't think that there was this Jew thousands of years ago, David Melch, who was a fine Jew, who said these things. You, you'd be mitzvahed from the song of David Melch. You'd be part of it. You join together. You try to be Messiah. You try to imagine what would it be like sitting next to David Melch when David was playing, and and to be able to 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 sit there and to hear the song, to hear the to hear the nigun of David Melch and the David Melch. Try to imagine Dovid Melch calling you over and say, Why don't you come here and join me? We'll sing together. And you say that Kapitel Tehillim to together with Dovid Melch, and you try to think about how, when you say, Gam Ke'elah Begates Hamavis, and what you have to go through, what you've gone through, and you be Mishtapis, and be Mitzayir in your mind, all of those things. And how these Siurim, how these thoughts, are <clears throat> what the Tzaddikim used when they, in their Avedis Hashem. All the years of their lives, they were using these serum. It doesn't just happen. You have to try to, you have to try to focus and to think of these things. And there are many, many serum. I spoke about last week. There's a say for this. 
There, 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 are, there are a number of swarm. Lashna Kaidis, there are many swarm. I'm not bothered to translate into English, but there, that, that a person could use all kinds of serum, serum to awaken Yerush Hashem, serum to awaken Aharas Hashem, Simcha, and so on. There are all different types, all different types of uh, of serum that one could use, and to make and to make uh, to make up serum oneself, you could make up serum. But all of them are to be ma'ira, to be ma'ira the nefesh, to to awaken the nefesh. I saw something in the, this, this is an amazing safe in Luchas and Nefesh. It's also Zagazal. He brings a lot from the Rebbe from Chizetzna. But, but there, there are many, he, he uses, he uses, uh, he, he, he discusses many, many of these techniques in the Menuchas and Nefesh. And he said the simplest thing, he said that it's brought down from Chavaz Chaim. But when the Chavaz Chaim will learn a Pasuk, even in Halacha, so it says in Pasuk, right? For instance, says, don't, don't despise God for that another Jew in your heart. So the Chavaz Chaim used to say, when he would say the Pasuk, when they would hear him being Marvah Sadra, so that's in Kedoshim, right? So when they would hear him being Marvah Sadra, he would say it in the, he would say it in the Pasuk, and then he would say it also in the types in Yiddish. So he would say like a simple person. So he would say, he would say, in thine heart. He would say, he would say, Lysisna, you see, when you read the Torah, Lysisna, Lysisna, Esachicha, Lovarecha, don't despise, don't despise your brother in your heart. So he would add the word, if he would say the post, he would say, he would say, you, you saw Naya, Atta, Lysisna, don't, don't, don't hate another Jew. It's, it's the simplest kavan. In other words, when you're reading a Chumash, it's always like, it's always like Maish Ravin is having a discussion with people thousands of years ago. But that's not how the Chavaz Chaim is Mavisadra. The Chavaz Chaim said, "Lesisna ata ata yisol meyer." That you shouldn't. He would say, "Lesisna ata yisol meyer, yisol meyer." Don't hate another Jew. It just takes a word, ata, to put in. All, all, all of all of these all of these kavanas brings that <coughs> that merdik. He, he brings that how during he, he brings how. He, even Siyurim of Kedusha, there was a big Gerach Hasid, Rav Gudl Eisner, Chayyid HaKadosh. Yeah, Gudl, he was a, he was a Mashpia, he was a Mashpia in Ger, and he survived the Melchami, he went through, he went through Gehenna, and he came to Israel, he was in Tel Aviv, and, 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 and Yishalayim, Rav Gudl, Rav Gidl, they call him Rav Gidl Eisner, Rav Gidl, Rav Gidl, they have, they have some Sikhs from him, I have, uh, they have some Swarm from Rav Gidl Eisner. So there are a few things he brings here in the footnotes, there's this thing that, that, that I, I, I was looking at over a lot that um, brings over here that, that that one of the that there was somebody who survived the Muhammad who was together with Rav Gidl in concentration camp they were, they were in Buchenwald together in concentration camp and he says that that, that he was a he was a bacher. this person told us over and he was a bacher when he got to, to Buchenwald and he came there when they first arrived. He says, So this Bacha said that he came to the concentration camp and they gave him those, they were taking off their clothing and they gave him those disgusting rags and they were changing. We can't even ever, we should never know from it to imagine at that point the, the, the Yeyush. He's all, this Bacha is separated from everything and from the families and taken away and then they didn't know what happened to everybody, and then they they heard what was going on in these places, and they saw and they smelled, and given these begodim, and they filled with yeish and So this bracha says that who's standing there? 
he found out he, that this was, he asked the Yertles, it was Rab, Rab, this Rab Gidleisner, Rab, Rab Gidleisner was there also. And he was also, he was changing. And and he said, he turned to his Bacher, the Bacher told over his mice, he turned to him and he said, he said to the Bacher, the Tzadik of Gidleisner said to his Bacher, I know what you're thinking about right now. You're thinking about musical instruments. He said it, he was talking to him out loud, to the Bacher, and, and the Bacher said, when he said it was Meisr, people looked, at, people around thought that Rebbe Gidl lost his mind. What's he talking about? They came now to the, to the concentration camp, and, the, and he says, I think you're thinking about music. But he went on to explain. He says, He says, we know that soon the war is going to be over. Certainly, after the war, you want to you want to get married and have a family. You're probably trying to figure out right now who's going to play by your chasana. That's what you're thinking. You need to have you need to have some good musicians about a chasana. She should make it a gevaldig simcha. you also You also want to have a good menu. And you're thinking about what machal and what they're going to bring you to eat, what you're going to have by the, what you're going to serve by the chasna. Ubechain, Reb Gidl said, "Shema, now listen, Bachar." We said, "Al tid the don't be worried." The vada Yisharu kama oichin. He says, "Don't be worried. The Germans are going to leave a few people that know how to bake and cook because they shall mine. There are going to be a couple of people that know how to bake and cook and one guy that could play a little bit of music." Then Yachinu, he said, "Don't prepare dulkilach. Don't prepare chalarols." You hear this? There'll be some menagim left too. Don't worry. I know you're looking around. You're nervous that there'll be some there'll be some menagim. Don't worry. So what are you nervous about? You look like you look like you're nervous. Don't worry. It'll be good. It'll be the chasm will be beautiful. Well, do you think? Can you imagine? What is he, what, what is he doing? Rabbi Gidl Eisner, who himself lost everything, is standing there changing into the into the these the garden into the rags. And he sees everything. He smells, and he and he and he hears the screaming. And he looks at and he looks at the little yeshiva bacher next to him. And he sees that this bacher is losing hope. The bacher is misyayish. And all Reb Gidel was doing was to take a second. Can you imagine the chesed? And I was talking about that parashas Chaisar Ben Avraham Avinu. Remember, I was saying how Avraham Avinu was such a bracha that Sarimena died. And still he was, and still, and still he he, he remembered to show their heritage to the bnei ches and to and to, and, and to thank them and to bow down. So can you imagine? So Gidel Eisner ha, has the presence of mind to turn to this little bar and to say, "I know you're thinking about the chasna. Don't worry, there'll be somebody to play, and we'll have we'll have bilkel. It'll be it'll be gishmak. <coughs> Why did he do that? So we understand because he because Gidel wanted to wanted to throw him that that thought that picture. A different picture of what he was in. To, to, to for a second to tear him away from that from that place of, of total of total yesh, of total despair, and to and to plant in his mind a little little seed that he says he carried with him. He carried with him for two and a half years. That little thing that the tzaddik threw at him online when Reb Gidel and him were both changing. That he threw him that he threw him that that gift that saved. He said it saved his life. That, that kept him going all that time. The chasna, Gidel said, the chasna. So the, the tziurim he brings here, the Rebbe Rayat from Lubavitch used to say that 
No matter where Yid is, if you were once by your Rebbe, once in your life, you were in Yechidus by the Tzaddik, you could take that thought and try to imagine yourself, try to see yourself standing by Yechidus, and to, and to look and to see every detail of the Tzaddik's face, and to remember how you felt, and what you were thinking about, and to take yourself back to that, and to take yourself back to that, to that, to that time, to that place, and so on. Many, many, many tziurim that 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 a person that a person you don't have to read in another you don't have to read in the sefer that you have to take hold of your uh, of yourself in, in your in your life and to be able to to be able to sum it up to give you chazkis and to give you simcha to use these tziurim. So he says that on the bottom of page Pekes that all the tzaddikim used they became tzaddikim by using different tziurim. The Marshal, he says, the base Aaron, and the base Aaron from Stalin, from Kalin, <coughs> that was Mishpacha, the Rabbi, he was an Enikel. So he says, in the base Aaron, Yisra, Shatzadikim, Hayu, Mishar, Ma'atzim, Kadim, Atzila, Shahim, Shaykhim, Yisur, Mekavim. The base Aaron brings down that, that, that there was a, that there was this thought, that Sadiqin used to have that before davening they would see themselves, they would picture themselves lying down in terrible suffering in the, in the grave, in the kever. And lying down in the kever, and that's a place where there, where there really is, uh, seems to be no hope. And then when you're lying there in horrible pain in the kever, and it's impossible to, to move and, and everything is lost. All of a sudden, somebody comes to you and, cut and says, "This is what Rabbi Eliezer did." He says, "Come, I'm made this pal. Get up and daven. Get up and daven." All of a sudden, you all of a sudden you feel that you're able to move, and you're able to jump out of the grave. The Beis says, and that's how the tzaddikim come to shul. That's how tzaddikim come to daven. That's how you come to daven. I am sham. V'da'as l'nov v'nokel, kama ha'ish misayir b'tfilosa. And the Rebbe says it's obvious to a person how much Yisairus you would have in Davin if you thought like this, if you had this kind of a thought. If you try to strengthen, but it means to be Mitzayah, to try to actually, it wasn't just a, you saw in the Seif, it means to imagine yourself, Mamish, that's how they would think of themselves, they would feel what it would be like to be buried, God forbid, and to be in such a massive, and then you know, closing you up and they're sending you down. And it's finished, and all of a sudden someone comes over and, and, and pulls off the top and grabs you and says, Come on, let's go, let's go down and come to Shul and Daven. The Gamata Talmud Vasik in Bereshis, Chatishtamish, Ben Soim, Shonim, Savad, Baham Yochel, Atta, Lagilag Dulas. If you use these things, he says to the, he says to the Talmudim, to the boys, you'll be able to reach, you'll be able to come to Godless. In Yitzhak Shalom, Malam Yasagas Asmacha, way, way beyond anything. Beyond anything that you yourself could have ever imagined. Beyond anything you could have ever imagined. Omiyati says, and now, he says, Zahu Yusayyah This is all a matter of your choice. It's not happening on its own. This is the Yusayyah Bechir Shulchash, it is a service that you should awaken yourself and lift yourself up. And to draw yourself, and to draw yourself a little bit, a little bit more to kedusha, to slowly to bring yourself to kedusha. 
And at that moment of Yisroimimus, see, once you're in that place, and this is something we learned a lot about in the Bnei Machshavatayva, once you right, we spoke about it, once you're out of the prison, even for a little bit, once you're out or out in the courtyard, once you once the prison cell is opened a little bit, the nefesh gavoyet tomorrow is takla al nimechiusa, al nimechiuscha, ashat kavu ben tamer. Now you can take a second look. You see, our problem is that we often think of how low we are. But you know, you know when we think about how low we are? When we're low. That's a big problem. Because when you think about how low you are, when you're in a low place, then you just dig yourself deeper and deeper. Now here the Rebbe is saying that when a person is at a time of his Shreimimus, so he says, first of course, the Shreimimus is Gvaldic and Gvaldic, but then the Rebbe says that now, now you can take a look at your Nemich, at, at your Nemichis, at your Shiflis. At a time of his Shreimimus, you're able to look at at you're able to look at your humble stat at your humble status in life. You're able to look at it, but now instead of just digging yourself in and getting depressed and lost, so he said the Rebbe says, look what happens when your when your soul is lifted up and the, and you're experiencing some some kedusha. Now you're able to look back. You're able to look at the at, at the smallness that you're always living in. You're able to look at the at the laziness. I'll shock this arose. Now you're able to look, but now you're able to see things in a real way, not in a way that's self-destructive and crazy. But you're able to look from the vantage point of Israelis. The way that a tzaddik looks at a, at a Jew, the way, that, the way that we ourselves look at other Jews, no? In other words, if somebody comes and tells you, we, sp- we, we spoke about this a thousand times, if someone comes and tells you about the problem that the child is having in yeshiva, a certain problem the kid is having, and the kid is acting up or at home, so you know how your friend comes and talks to you about that. You have all kinds of aces, right? And you, and you and the aces always to be patient, to be patient. Don't start up with the, don't start up with your son. You know, give him time. How old is he? Oh, he's 11 years old. Whatever, 10, 11 years old is small. It takes time. So the guy says, but you know, he doesn't want to daven. I take him to shul. He wants to leave shul, and he, when he stands there, Bechlal doesn't want to daven. He doesn't care, but he's holding the sitter upside down. He's you know he's he wants to have a piece of gum. And you tell the and you tell this father, listen, what are you what are you worried about? He's eleven years old, he's a child, that doesn't mean that he doesn't care. Of course, of course he cares, of course. So you catch yourself. You know, so you give you give good advice, because the advice is eleven year old kid, what are you making him a shogi? So when you when you're eleven you want to adopt, and you say the kid doesn't want to die, he's a normal kid. So there's not and you gave good answer. You gave good answer, except except when you're standing there shabbos and you look at your kid and that's exactly what he's doing. And then all of a sudden all of a sudden you, it's not an eight at all. Because for you, for you, for you, it's your kid. So then, then all of a sudden, you think, I can't believe he's, he's, you know, he's going off the derech. You look at your kid and he doesn't want to dog him. You think he must be going off the derech and you start to have these horrible thoughts. You know, like, you, you have these horrible thoughts about what that means. And, 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 and what, what are you going to do? And, you know, and, and here you were planning a bike, you know, a pair of throne and everything. And he doesn't look like you would even want to put on film. You're not even davening. If anybody else would tell that to you, you'd say you're, you're a complete, absolute lunatic. You're out of your mind, he's a little kid, leave him alone. Don't bother him. <clears throat> so the problem with this is what, when you're giving, you see, when you're giving somebody else aces, then you're talking from a place of Israelimus Anafish. You're talking from a place of clarity. And you're, and you're, and you're in a good mood. And stand, you're like, you're, you're, you're holding in a good place. So you put your arm around your friend and you say, listen, a child is a child, and you've been chazik the guy, and it's great. But, but, when, but when you see your kid talking, or your kid doesn't care about davening, 
So you know the first thing that comes to your mind is that you're a complete and total failure. You're an absolute failure. That only a, only a low person like me could bring, could bring into the world such a child that doesn't even want to say Shema Yisrael. I'm the lowest person in the world. The lowest person. So then, ha- how do you talk to your child from such a place? You say that you say you say low things. Right? You, you, you tell me that what's the matter with you? you Davin. Everybody else davens. You say such the, the most destructive things when you say you say everybody else davens. So what does that mean to a kid? You say everybody else davens. It means, it means you're, you're worthless. The whole school is better than you. And, and you say crazy things. You would never say that to any other person. Because when you're talking to another person, you're a tzaddik. And when you're a tzaddik, you're talking from a high place. And then you can give, then you're able to give good, good aces. But when, but when, but when you're talking to your own child, you're talking from a place of, where you see yourself as being a terrible failure, being a terrible Russia. And when you're, and when you're a failure, say good aces. You don't know how to say good aces. So that's what you see. When you come, how can a tzaddik is able to give? How can you come to a tzaddik is able to give such geraldic aces? When you go to a tzaddik, is able to give aces to a Jew. Because the tzaddik, the tzaddik constantly, constantly is looking from that place. And he sees the good in every Jew who comes to him. He sees the good in him. The tzaddik is not, the tzaddik is not talking from that, from that place of, 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 being a, of looking at himself as being a failure and being low and being worthless. The tzaddik is talking from a place of, of his Muslim and, and, and gavhus and godless. And therefore when the tzaddik talks to you, he talks to you who you really are. The same way that when you gave the Aitza, you're talking, when you gave the Aitza to your friend, it was a good Aitza. It was talking about who the kid really was. But when you talk to your own kid, you're not talking about who that kid is, and it's a pillar. How could it be that you understand everybody else's child better than your own? Never ask yourself that? I ask myself all the time. You understand everybody else's kid, but your own kid, you don't help. Because with your own kid, you see yourself as a failure. And since you see yourself as a failure, you, all you see is, all you see is, 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 everything that you see is black and, and, and bad and, you can't see Bechlal, any, any Hatzlacha that you've ever had, even though you've had such Hatzlacha, there's so many good things, but you can't see the Hatzlacha, and, and then every Eitzah you're giving is an Eitzah that's coming from Marish Chayra. It's coming from a place of Marish Chayra. Sometimes you have certain people that they're supposed to be giving Eitzahs, you see, there'll be, there'll be a, a, somebody who's a rabbi, he's a rav or something, and, he, and he's a Marish Chayra, you know, he's a depressed person. And you see that he has bad things to say about Jews, and, and, and you go to him for Eitzahs, and the Eitzahs are not good Eitzahs. He could be a genius. He could know the whole shots by heart. Bible Yoshalmi. And you'll hear stories about people who are infinitely smarter than us. And they're giving and they're giving such Marish Kharidika Aitas, the craziest Aitas in the world. You have kids that come home sometimes from Yeshiva. And they're hearing the craziest Aitas. You have heard the most unnatural, craziest Aitas in the world. Why? Because they have some Rebbe. They had a fight with his wife. And the Rebbe is all Marish Kharidik and the Rebbe is depressed and he comes from a place that's depressing. And his whole life, he only heard songs that are more shcheredik, and, and then and then and then he and then he and then he's giving aces to the children. The aces come back, all more shcheredik. The kids come back, all the more shcheredik. And you could have some Uncle Sal. Some Uncle Sal. Everybody has uh, every American. We never had an American Uncle Sal, but Americans have somebody called Uncle Sal. So you have you have an Uncle Sal, and 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 Uncle Sal's a gevul de gevul semcha. It's tremendous, tremendous. He's a tremendous balsamcha, and he has, and he's a yid that lives in the, with the sermons. And when your kid goes to him, he comes back, comes back, smiling and good and happy. And you know what? Uncle Saul gives better aces than the Marish Charedik that knows shas. How could that be? What about whatever happened to Das Tyre? Das Tyre, <coughs> Das Tyre doesn't just mean someone who's smart. It means someone who means somebody who's living in a way of his sermons. 
and a yid who lives in the way of his Ramas, when he when when a Jew comes to him, he gives over from his Ramas. And when a Jew who lives in in a, in a way of Marashkhir, when you come to him he gives over darkness. And the ages that he gives are not ages, the Bakhlah not ages. It's the same way that, that you don't have an ace for your kid when you're angry and you see yourself as a failure and you give your kid an ace. So what kind of an ace is it? You, you yank him out of school and you take him outside and you sit in the hallway and you say, if you don't daven, if you don't daven, you're not eating tonight. Something crazy. You know, <laughs> you know, you know I'm, I'm giving you up for adoption if you don't daven. You say crazy stuff. I used to have five kids really, but huh? I used to have five kids really, but one is done. Yeah, 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 right, right. So I, uh, at least I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to save you. I'll try to save you. The rest of the kids that went over, I'm going to try to save you. You know, all kinds of crazy, all kinds of crazy things that a person says, what can I eat is? And you know what? It's, and you're much smarter than you, and you, 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 you're, you're so much smarter than your kid. And your kid looks at you, look at you, what do you say says dumb things for? You, you know, but what do you, I thought he's a smart person, but he's saying says dumb things. Your kid knows it's dumb. What are you saying crazy stuff? You're not going to eat, you're not going to, whatever, you're going to punish you, you can't go play basketball for the next 12 years or something. Because you didn't dive in, whatever it might be, somebody, or you didn't do so well in your report card, and, and, and they start, they start giving all these takhanas, xayus takhanas, you know, in the house, because the kid, the kid got, you know, uh, in social studies, he got a 73, you're supposed to get a 93, so, oh, you have to tell a kid to do better. <coughs> tell a kid his child should try, he should study. The kid didn't do well, so what's, so because of that, there's a, because of that, there's a, where does it say, where does it say that you could give somebody skila, because he got a 73? So, such a thing, the whole thing is crazy. You have these teachers, the other day I was talking to, I, I told someone, I was talking the other day to like six, seven hundred teachers. So they had someone, I was saying, I was saying, you know, crazy stuff. <laughs> I was saying all this, I was talking about all the crazy stuff that we talk about here all the time. And there were, and there were some of these like old Hebraists, you know what I'm saying? In the old school, they were like, they were like, and they, and, and I was looking at them and I was talking, you should have seen. They didn't know to because the, because the principals told them they have to come to this meeting, to this thing. And they and they were like going crazy, and I had such a no, because <laughs> they were going crazy. And I was talking, so I said, I said, what do you think? You think 20 years from now makes a difference with some idiotic thing that you wrote on the blackboard? Whether the kid's gonna be, he's gonna be a yid, he's not gonna be a yid. <clears throat> so, you know, they're all like, that's all. You know, you have these people. I'm just, you know, this list, 80 years. That's all he has is his blackboard, and he never once said a kind word, not a smile, not a kind word. And, and, and you know, and I and I said ten times when I was talking, I said I don't mean that 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 they shouldn't be given good curriculum and and we shouldn't teach them. Of course, a father, and, and it's very important that you should that children that they should, that their minds should be they should be engaged in thinking and a hundred percent to be a good teacher. But if it's but but if it's with Marishchayra, if it's with depression, the Gemara says in Tanis, the Gemara says in Tanis that if a person sees if a Rebbe sees that his Talmud. That it's kosher kabazel that the head is getting this, that the that doesn't go into the head, right? That it's like iron, doesn't go in. So the Gemara says why? Gemara says ches. The Gemara says because ain rabbi maz beloy panim. It's because his rabbi doesn't smile. The rabbi doesn't smile when he talks to him. It doesn't say it's because he wasn't evaluated. <laughs> or it doesn't say because he has to go, because, it, because why? Because this, you know, the, it's because this teacher is using the, is using the 1999 uh, curriculum instead of the 2002 curriculum. It doesn't say that. It says in the Gemara. Yeah, yeah. It says, Ain Rabbi Maz Beloy Is the Rebbe is not smiling. Ain Rabbi Maz Beloy that's what the Gemara says. Chazal, no. 
could not be a chachamim. And there, and there are people, there are people that that that, that, the, that the kids are, are a kid sitting in class is going year after year seeing people, people that are angry, that are depressed, that, that don't want to teach, that, that that are dreaming of being someplace else. The kids would do so much better if there was if there was if there was a part of the year that would just read with them a little bit and put some of the things and smiles and and and, and, and smechaya them and so on. What's an Afkim anyway? Do you, tell me, do you you remember something from 25 years ago from social studies? I mean, what's the, what's the and, again, and, and you know, you're not allowed to say this stuff, but really, who cares? <laughs> you know, who cares? But 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 I'll tell you one thing. But if a kid is broken, it's broken. He's broken for 25, 30 years. In, in life, it's broken, and he makes other people broken. He makes other people broken. It must be possible to educate without destroying people. It must be. I'm not saying you shouldn't educate. It must be possible to educate without without hurting without hurting the children are so unbelievably delicate. And they don't show it, you know. Kids some kids do. Other kids don't show it. Ain't Rabbi Masbal Ponim. There was a, I was talking to there was a there was a, a few parents from a certain yeshiva that, that were came to talk to me. They're not from here, they're from Brooklyn. And they were talking to me about how about this, that their sons were with a certain Rebbe and that this Rebbe, Mom, is just like like he beats up on him all the time. Not physically, but with words. So, and I heard already from a few people. So, so um, I was once passing by that yeshiva. I was passing by the yeshiva, and I decided I would go talk to him. So I went to him, and I waited for him to finish. And I was talking to him in the hallway, and uh, and, he, and he he was explaining to me. So I asked him, like, "What's going on?" I said, "Because I know you're a nice guy. Because I know I know you." I said, "You're a nice guy, but something. What, what's going on?" So he said to me, father, I'm a nice guy. So I said, so what's going on? He said, I hold the sheet that I have to do this. I says, what do you mean? He says, in the Torah, I so. He says, you're not allowed to murder. What kind of a sheet could there be to murder? He says, no, I hold the sheet that, that, that they're babies and, they, and I, have to, I have to make them into men. So what is this? Was F troop? <laughs> to make him into men? <laughs> that already would be fun. That wasn't there. That wasn't there. Was that's not how it really was in the army. <laughs> so have to, you have to. You're going to make him into men? I said, so look, why can't you make him? You make him into men with with Neimus, you know? Okay, there are babies, and, and, and they have to a little bit, you know, grow up to say it. But there's a, but but there's a way to do that with Neimus. The Chavetz Chaim didn't didn't make boys into men. He, he didn't. He didn't beat them up. We don't have to beat them up. With names, with names, and when the Rebbe really, really loves the boys, when he really loves them, and he needs to give them, like it says in the, in the Gemara, he needs to throw them a little bit of a. He doesn't have to. He doesn't have to kill them and yell at them. He just gives one look. That's enough. They're okay. That I'll take care of them for six months. A look. Like I said, my father didn't say. It. My father all never said to us. Never said that word. Bechlal didn't. It was never ever because never cast. I grew up in a house. It was ne- yeah, me and my sister were killing each other. And, you know, my mother used to yell at us. You know, like uh, you know, regular stuff. But my father, not a word of cause. But when there was when there was every every you know couple of months that look one look, that was it. But otherwise, it's all deborum of a house. Only good and, and leave. That's the tomorrow. You'll be better. Tomorrow will be better. <coughs> That's it. It's chaskas. And, and when a person, when a, when a person, 
when a person lives this way, so then when you when you don't lose your yeshiva das, and you talk from a place of hisraimimus, so then that's what I'm talking about the rabbis and and parents, that if you if you're talking from a place that's a bit of, of anger and of depression. So then all the aces that you give are destructive aces and the Torah that you give, the Torah comes the Torah comes with, with, with the Torah comes with a lot of stuff. But when a person talks in a place of Israelis and Nefesh and Simcha and Gafus and Gadlus, then then all the aces are good aces. The Torah is Gishmak and the person grows in the Torah and the Torah the Torah is Gadelis, it grows within him and he becomes a bigger person. So that's what the Rebbe says. And this this is very very important to understand because it sounds odd. What he's saying here is, Dafke at a time when you're when you're on a, at a high point. So our natural way of thinking is, if you're feeling great and this is hysteremus, like why should I think about my you know why should I think about how I'm not I'm not doing what I should be doing? You would think that that's that's something you should avoid at that time. It's the nahapeichel, just the opposite. When you're feeling really, really down, you should be thinking only thoughts that are sympathetic, right? To try to pull yourself out. And when you're in a place of Israelis, then you're going to be able to look at things in your life, and instead of killing yourself and beating yourself up and giving yourself crazy aches, you're going to be able to change. You're able to change. You're able to look at that and say, oh, that's pack of bed. But instead of just saying, I'm a failure, I'm a failure, you'll be able to have an answer for yourself, how to get out of it. When you look at your faults in a place, from a place that's low and, and feeling bad about yourself, then you can't give yourself an exit to get out. All you do is you just dig yourself in deeper. That's what he says. Bishazush l'sharimus. Look, let's look. Just let's just look at this, at this line. That he said bishazush l'sharimus v'nefesh gavayat nahar t'stakal on the mechiyuscha ashat akavur b'hand tam. And now you look from this place, from this vantage point of what of l'sharimus. You look now. You look into the into into this into the loneliness that you're in on a regular basis. Alatzas, the laziness, the shami, the sros. You see that you're laziness, you're angry, you're gay, you're so. And you look at these things. You think about how your thoughts are always so, you have so many low thoughts and the and the things that you want are low. And now you feel not depressed, but you have a busha. But this kind of bush is a good thing. And then now you become angry with yourself and you say, What's the matter with me? I spend my whole life lying down in a filthy pit. I live in a bathroom of, of what? Of, of Narishkeit. I live in a bathroom. My whole life I'm standing in a bathroom. Look at that. It's a great line, huh? In the bathroom of, of childishness, of Narishkeit. You can, you can hang it up on outside of the bathroom door in the house. You don't get depressed. It's kind of, what am I crazy? Now I'm a couple upon myself to be a yid, an elich yid, to be an evad Hashem. And 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 the real zayin a yid. It's tiny lias. I want I want to be a Jew. The Ben Shalom he says. I'm a kabbalah upon myself. I'm a kabbalah to be an emesdik ever. Say these words, say these words, have these thoughts, repeat them, repeat them over and over again. You'll see it'll have a tremendous effect when you're at a time of a to say these things. Not when you're in a bad place. When you're in a bad place, just, 
just think of the chasna and, and, and the kugels and the and the, nowadays you can't even think of the food by the chasna. You get more depressed. So try to think of a good, you know, the way you used to have food by chasna. There's nothing to eat anymore by chasna. No, you know what I'm talking. About. Unless you get, unless you go to Vayalmoisha someplace, uh, some some in a greasy joint in, in Williamsburg. But if you if you stuck at some fancy wedding, you can't even think of the, you know, you don't mind. I'm just venting for a moment. If you if you, if you think about the chasna nowadays, you know, not not only that you can't enjoy the thought of what it must taste like, you don't even know what it's called. The stuff on the plate, you move it around a little bit. I'm, I'm always asking the guy next to me, is that fish? Is it meat? Is it milk? Is it flesh? And it's like something like eggplant. It looks like, it's supposed to look like a piece of meat, so. Right? When you go to a Hasna, <coughs> you go to a good Hasna, you know what I'm talking about. No Hasna, no place cards, no door, there's no invitations, you sit yourself down. Somebody's passing by, so whoa, 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 come over here. <laughs> At a fancy wedding, you know, you can't do that, right? <laughs> At a fancy wedding, if you say that, it's like, you're, whoa, because they have a thing, and they, and they, and they come to... We, we went with the family out to eat, because we had an anniversary, my sister's anniversary. So we went to eat with the Mishpacha on Sunday, so we're, we're in this place. My sister, she has good taste. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> so we were in this fancy restaurant. It's not my style at all. So we went to this place with my parents. So I never saw this in my life. There was one lady came to take your order, and then other ladies came to bring you the food. The same lady, it was like a lahatul nebesamik dish. There was a different avoider. Each person had, the lady that took the order, and then what happened? So the one that brought me, the shifcha that brought me my, my supper, it was all wrong. So I, I normally, I, I tried to say, but it was, she put on, she put on this piece of meat, mushroom sauce. Which is a, an avla. <laughs> to take a piece of meat and to ruin it with mushroom sauce. So I, so I said to the, I said to the, um, I said to the girl in a nice way, I said, you know, I, I was looking for, I was looking for the fried onions, not for the mushroom sauce. So she says, so she couldn't even speak English. She says, oh, no, no. In the meantime, the waitress was passing by, the, the one who took the order. So she's a chashiva. So she says to me, is there anything wrong? So I said, oh, no, nothing wrong. I just think, I'm mixed up a little bit, you know, I don't want the mushrooms. So she tells me, oh, I can't believe it. That's not what I called in. That's not what I called in. So in other words, she's telling, she's trying to blame everything on the, on the poor girl that doesn't speak any English, right? She's blaming everything on the, so I said, listen, if you want to make sure that I got what I ordered, I didn't tell her this, but I think, what, so you bring it yourself. I mean, what is this? A Hanumahalach. Like, you have to have different people. Mishas of, Shailam Zelazah. Ayim Akaim Kavayda. They don't even know, like, you know, it's, it's a marriage kite. <coughs> in Havel Havalim, to, to live in such a way of Havel Havalim, that, <coughs> That's just for a side thing, but but you know, if a person is able to think on a, on, a, on a good meal, on a good meal, on a good chasna, when you when you're in a place that's said, you either have your police yourself like you're realizing to pull that yid out, that bacher out, but when you're a place of israimus, of israimus, then you have to think of that honestly. You're able to have an honest and real thought about the things that you need to be masaking in your life. So you shouldn't run away, other You should think of those things in a good and healthy way, and say, "Bez Hashem," you repeat, "I want to be a good yid." Because the way of the nefesh is, it'll submit to good and holy words that are spoken with strength in the heart. If you're able to convince this, I was talking before. If you're able to convince other people, if you're able to give aid to other people and pull them out, certainly your own soul, you could be me to yourself in such a way. Only though, if the words of Dafka spoken to yourself, in yourself, at a time when you're in a great place, you're holding in a place of a and We should be saying,